Welcome back to Palo Talk. Um, the next thing, and this is this is a burning question for me because why setting up this platform? It's to actually encourage or or cause change in the way people think or see things. You know, change the old guy, the way we're doing things. Change that and do things differently. Because as far as I'm concerned, this presidential election has given us almost the same thing that we see every single time in every election. So uh, the two parties who do not have too much regard for the electorate still winning the election without any serious challenge. So now I'm going to ask you two guys a question, but it goes to you first, Yomi. Why did... Did, why did the newbie presidential candidates fail to mount any significant challenge in this election? And there was so <laughs> much buzz. There was, they, they had so much buzz before the election, almost as much as this presidential, these two candidates in Atiku and um, uh, President Muhammad Buhari, with less structure, they had so much buzz, so much fire. There's a take-back movement of... Um, uh, there was this master plan and impeccable blueprint of Kingsley Mohalu who did fantastically well in all the debate as far as I'm concerned and there was this very amiable and lovable fellow who based on his fo uh, followership you would expect that he would get more than 20-30,000 votes in the presidential election so what is the problem we have we're not saying it's time for them to win because i remember i wrote a piece before this presidential election that yes we are not ready that's the truth but it's a process and we have to build up to it so what's the problem why is it not happening because i don't see this happening this doesn't show that we have any significant um uh we're gonna mount any significant challenge in 2023 as far as i'm concerned and right. if that doesn't happen, our generation is gradually fading away. We fall into that same bracket. So why are we not mounting the challenge, Yomi? Well, um, I, I'm going to say three things. Number one, but I'll, I'll start with a short story, right? So in, 20, in 2015, at a particular polling booth around the Keja, right? So you had APC, PDP, and the other parties, Right. And they all, you know, they were all there with their party agents and all of that. Yeah. And, you know, so APC then were smart enough to have brought food, hot rice, soft drinks, and all of that. And so while the voting was going on, you know, obviously our electoral law does not go against <laughs> feeding you people. Feeding people. <laughs> you understand? So now let me just get to the story. So while the feeding was going on, the PDP man was very hungry and he was looking, looking at <laughs> so you know when they saw that the man was hungry, you know, in in you know in the spirit of sportsmanship, yeah, they offered rice and cook. Oh I'm not I don't know if I'm supposed to mention the name of any brand. Now lo and behold, right? I'm talking to you, I'm telling you the story that was narrated to me by the guy, somebody who was actually there. The man collected the food, ate, and in no time, he slept off. Goodness. And then, obviously, the man needed comfort and got comfort. Now, the reason I've shared that story, as funny as it is, is quite sad, is that now that is 
the party agent of a political party. Right. Who was there? But somehow, food was enough to get him to misbehave and go against the normal dictates or the expectations of his political party. Now yeah. imagine when you don't even have any party agent at all. Yeah. Because don't forget, and I'm talking about structure, don't forget that, look, you in this election, I think we had about 120,000 polling um, units, and I created, I think, an additional 40-something thousand. I'm not really sure how to object. Polling points, voting points, sorry. Mm-hmm. And so, in t- you know, it meant that for this past election, the president just concluded one. We had almost about 170,000 voting points. You see, with all their followership and all their noise on social media, they did not have that structure. You understand? And see, the thing about that is, and the question about, okay, so why do they have the structure? You have a system where, number one, people are not willing to propagate their personal ego to just come together and form a formidable force. That's number one. Number two, you also have a system in India where just immediately after the elections, people disappear and come one year before the election and start making all the noise on social media. Yeah. You do structures like that. You, you see, you take your time. There are people that go for the long haul. So six years, five years down the line, what is your plan? You, you're not going to... You, elections... Nigeria wanted to conduct an election in 2019. You declared your intention to run in 2018 and you started running up and down. We are talking about PDP, the big most, you know, these guys have been around the block for a while. But you know that's not cheap as well. I know. But you see, okay, do you know that, well, it is, sta- it is said that well, um, Shoryu Shoure raised 150 million. Yeah, boy. He we- probably used half of them to travel around the world. No, I'm saying that without the structure. Yeah, that, that was just me joking, honestly. That was me joking. Yeah, I understand. But you see, imagine what he could have done if he had the structure. And to my, my last point, I've talked about structure. I've talked about, you know, coming too late into the system. Yeah. The other thing is, at the end of the day, you must be able to gauge the impact that you can have. Some of these guys... They are not even strong enough to contest for senators in their local, you know, local settings. And everybody now wants to become president. So you think some of them suffer from overambition? Of course. Some of these guys could have done well as senatorial candidates. They could have done well as, you know, even state House of Assembly members. They would have done well as councillors, as ridiculous as it sounds. You see, you don't go into politics with your with your big man mentality. Because don't forget politics is about affecting people's lives, right? You don't have to become president to change people's lives, to affect people's lives. No, no. And imagine if some of them had gone for state house of assembly slots, it, it would have been a lot easier for them to start and I like what Banky said, it's quite unfortunate that he no win. Yeah, yeah. One local community at a time. You don't just come around because you have been a motivational speaker, you have been a former governor, you now want to become Nigeria's president. Do you know what it means? So I think all of that affected them and the fact that they could not even come together to, because I think it's about national interest. If all of these guys have come together and they're just one person and everybody 
rally behind that person. I think even the person you know eventually, well, the, the support would have been significant enough to make a bold statement. But because of all of you can imagine having 37,000 at the end of an election where the second person came with, you know, at 11 million, the first person at 15 million, and you are having 34,000? Yeah. See, I looked at the percentage, the highest of the three of them, which is Shore, basically, they they all fall into the same percentage. Do you want to know the percentage they had each in this election? I'd be interested to know. 0.002%. Can you imagine? 0.020s after the decimal percent. It's quite sad, honestly. So that means... It is ridiculous. It is beyond ridicule. It is. Because that vote means that you probably will not even win a federal seat in your constituency. Not probably. Yeah, I'm just trying to be modest. Objective. Yeah. Yeah. So it is so, close. Well, now let, yeah, so, let thank you, Yomi, for that. Let me throw this sec- same question to you, D- Derek. So, do you have something to add to why these newbies aren't really mounting the challenge we have? Please, in, in as short as it can be, please. Um, Yomi hit it spot on. I know I've had several conversations with you, Shegu, about the change that is required in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And I've always maintained that Nigeria, the problem we have in that country, you cannot change it from the top down. It requires a multidimensional approach. It needs to be started from the top and from the bottom at the same time. And I've also mentioned to a few persons that because you've been a motivational speaker, doesn't mean you'll be a good president. I'm not taking jives at anyone, but that is the fact. You cannot... Well, Buari is a testament. Buari is not a motivational speaker. You cannot mount a serious challenge in the political arena of Nigeria without having a structure. And I've said this time and time again that I would have preferred the likes of Fela Durotoye, Kinsley Mogalu, and Showare to start from reps, from the Senate. Imagine if we had the three of them in national the governorship of their states and build a structure, build a profile. You can't just come. Obama cannot even do it. No, it, okay. that does, it doesn't happen like that in America. In, in the big... Um, it's not done. Um, it's not done. Look at Rochas today. Rochas contested for president three times <laughs> or more. And he found his level. And he went back to his states <laughs> to contest as a governor. And now he's killing himself to become, to a, become senator. a senator. To use all of this as a launching pad for 2023. You don't just come... You don't have if a they structure. In 2023. Yes, <laughs> if that's his ambition. That is his ultimate goal. All right. Well, I think we're, we're going to have a discussion about <laughs> if Beribeism when we get to that point. So okay. you can't you can't have contest the presidency of Nigeria or any state or any country. I would say 
without having a structure, without having funds. Because more or less the funds might give you the structure, but then again, I think the structure is built over time, not just with funds, because the way our politics is in that country, people will just come around you, eat your money, and after election, you don't see them again. They did it to Aria Kondi now. Yeah. So, they did it to Aria Kondi. You building a structure takes time. You build it over years. I would have preferred these guys starting from somewhere. And secondly, I think for me it was a waste of time when we were sitting down listening to results and you hear AA, one vote, AAA, three votes. That country as it is, what I would suggest is we have a two or three party system. These little parties cannot mount a serious challenge on their own. There needs to be an alliance between these newbies. Come together to form an alliance to mount a serious challenge. And Yomi did mention something that not after the elections, we don't see you. There's no consistency. Then you come in 2022 again. After 2019, we don't hear from you. We don't see you. You come in 2022 and tell us you want to contest in 2023. These days, the social media has made it cheap for people to, to put keep their touch. message out there. For people to be heard. We are not saying go to the radio stations or go on TV. Facebook, Instagram, all you need is data. And you can pass your message across. So, we need consistency on the part of these guys. Not just after now we don't hear from them again. Yeah. And to be honest, I feel there's something missing somewhere. Um, the results have been counted. The results have been announced, rather. Maybe they have or maybe they've not. But I've not seen anywhere where all of these candidates put up posts to say, thank you, Nigeria. To those who voted for them, to say thank you that this movement still continues, that we will not give up. I was looking at Banky's... I think, I think uh, yeah, let's not bring Banky into this because Banky, uh, or, or Olu Bankole Wellington holds a special place in my heart right now. No, I, so, yeah. Let, I was looking to a post of his and yeah. he, did, he did all yeah. of these things. Yeah, I know he did. I know he did. We'll get back to Banky later. No disrespect to him. Uh, honestly, I have a special uh, thing for... Banky on this program if we have time to discuss it even if we don't we're gonna find another time to discuss it but we're talking about uh whether they've uh, communicated to nigerians after the election to express whether uh, they are happy with the result because that's what's expected after the result the election doesn't end when the results are announced it's well, a process actually... you either congratulate the person that has won um accepting gracious being gracious in defeat and or you don't you say well you don't agree with the result if you feel aggrieved by the result or and you also use that medium to connect with those people whether it's just one person that voted for you to express your gratitude that they even took a chance on you we have um on a light handle we had someone like um donald duke that had six votes in his polling <laughs> units. So we suggest that probably only, only his family members voted for him at the party agent. He stops the <laughs> Family members. <laughs> so, 
So, yeah, it is important that they do that regardless of what it is. But in, in fairness, I think I've seen Showrez. Showrez has, I think he held an interview and he has said yeah. that, well, in six months that they've been able to do what they did. And he prided himself in the fact that he defeated APC and PDP in his polling units, at least, if he didn't do anything else. So when, even when these presidential candidates or so-called presidential candidates and vice presidential candidates couldn't even win in their own polling units. So I think some of them have done it. Obviously, some of them won't. But taking the conversation away from you, I just added a little bit on it before I end this. Um, I think part of the problem, you guys have made very good points and uh, valid points. I think part of the problem is the, is the see-me attitude of Nigerians as well. <laughs> oh, I must be seen. I must be seen. Because remember, we had a situation where there was going to be uh, a pact. There was a pact, I should say, uh, yes. for this presidential election. None of these presidential candidates, none of these newbie, believed they had a chance. In the, in their heart, uh, deep down in their heart, I don't think any of them would come out or in the, in the comfort of their house would say, "Oh." I think I have a chance to actually defeat PDP or APC, even without rigging. Because they are, like you said, the problem of Nigeria is multidimensional. To, to actually cascade your message down to the people, it's beyond Twitter and Facebook. It's beyond even having people in 120 polling, 120,000 polling units. It's beyond having money to actually buy voters. There's a lot, it, 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 there's a plethora of, things that, that culminate into you actually being able to connect with the people and people actually taking a chance on you to even vote you in the polls. So we've got these people who, because of their selfishness, self-centeredness, um, ego, could not even form a basic alliance that we, we had, we had um, a coalition of over 40 parties in Nigeria, genuine or, uh, or otherwise. And four candidates could not even agree that, okay, for a better Nigeria, one of us should lead. I don't see anything wrong. I don't think, no disrespect to Kingsley Morgalu's profile, I don't see any reason why Kingsley cannot be a minister of finance or a secretary uh, to the federal government or a vice president for that matter. I don't see why... The buck has to stop at him being president. I don't see why Feladro Toye has to just be the president and nothing else. I don't see what makes Shore the best presidential candidate any more than you or any more than uh, Abayomi uh, here. So that ego that, okay, well, uh, I didn't want to be in the part in the first place and, oh, I think part was a bad idea. I, I think it just shows not just naivety, but ego and the, this popularity contest that it is me that people, that these people are doing. And also, it may interest you to know that the chairman or the chairperson of this so-called part, do you know who that person uh, was? OBSA Kwisili. So this person must have been thinking of it, that, okay, I'll run for president or not. Whatever the answer is, it's terrible. Whatever answer she chooses, that okay, well, I knew I was going to run for president. You knew you were going to run for president, and you see you're chairing a pact alliance that you're not part of. 
or you didn't know you were going to be president and you only decided after the pact alliance that you know what what would be a good idea i just want to be the president of nigeria well, I, I think maybe she felt like they were not serious enough so she so she that. thinks that okay without any structure without actually thinking of actually being a president of nigeria that you just wake up one day that okay you know what would be a good idea let me just be the president of nigeria since i've been a minister before so i think it's just disrespect from these guys how they van do this and even after yeah. the debates even after the debates there was talk of alliance again i think it dawned on them there there and then that okay well they're not going to mount any serious or significant challenge. And I still see that up until when the election was held, or the first date, and even the postponed date, there was no serious conversation about, about yeah, it, this so-called yeah. alliance, which kind of watered down the whole process. And you have the, the people like... Um, Obi Ezekwese now realizing after that, okay, well, I'm withdrawing from the race. You have, uh, a deputy of, would be vice president, um, signing up with, uh, with APC. You've got Donald Duke, whose whole party took away his structure and just submitted themselves to APC. You've got someone like, uh, Eunice Etujide, who, <laughs> Who has been saying, yeah, we need to do better and all that. Who just said that, oh, cause we can't win. I think we should support Atiku Abubakar. I'm not against anyone supporting Atiku Abubakar or, uh, Muhammad Ubuari. But why first, why send people on a wild goose chase? Knowing fully well that you're not going to mount any serious challenge. Or you can't tell me just dawned on you a month of the election. I'd, I'd like to make a point. I'd like to okay. make a point. And, to be honest, one of the reasons why these guys didn't make any serious challenge, let's let's be realistic with ourselves. We as Nigerians, we are not ready for a change. Yeah, we've said that. We've said that. But we, that notwithstanding... We are not ready. When I say we are not ready, Bio, when I say we are no. not ready, we cannot be complaining day in, day out. And at the end of the day, the difference between the first and the second to the other parties is immense. Yeah. There's what they call protest votes. Yeah. So if we want to change, fine. Can I, can I, I don't know anybody. I don't know any of the candidates, but I'm not voting for PDP and I'm not voting for APC. If we want to send a clear message as a country, to the old guard is as good as why not the sec the third person who is behind Atiku having can up I, to seven million votes or six million votes. Can I can I just can I just vote in there? You see, the, the truth is I totally agree with you. You know, the fact that maybe Nigerians are not ready. But you see, being ready in of in and of itself needs to start you see in every revolution, right? Somebody always has to lead. Yeah. And you see, where there is no leadership, ultimately the revolution crumbles. It crumbles. So let me let me let me now put it back to you. So the Nigerians who are not ready, even if a lot of people want see, okay, I know a lot of people who want something ready. different. Exactly. But at the end of the day, they just said, you know what? If these guys are unable to make a pact. As simple as a pact. As simple as a pact. How, how do you expect them to manage 250 ethnic groups? 
six geopolitical zones, three major that, languages, and 200 million that, people. Exactly. You see, for that part, we had over, I think, about 17 presidential candidates. And so, if, you see, because, you see, what you send to the people, the perception you allow people form about you matters a lot. And so, if they could not make anything out of that part, then they don't have any right to expect Nigerians to, to, waste, vote, to waste their time on them. Because the impression I got is that these guys are not serious. And Nigerians That's the same are not, impression. Because, I see, at the end of the day, you know, look, I keep saying that Nigerians are just like any other, you know, um, they are just like people of any other country in the world. Macron came, sold his idea, you know, was able to get top shots of certain, you know, sections in the country behind him. You know, he got some, some guy who, has, you know, who had been an environmental activist for a while. People bought into it, his climate change agenda. They bought into all of, you know, all of, at the end of the day, he was able to win that election. But these guys, okay, I mean, there was a time that I remember myself and Shekou, you, we analyzed the debate and all of that. If you even interrogate the content of their so-called policy um, positions on some issues, you can even find a lot of faults in their arguments. Do you understand? So for me, I think, you know, I was saying somebody, and let me just, let me just wrap this up. I was, uh, I was saying to someone that, you know what, maybe some people, and it can even start from us, it can start from anybody. Maybe some people need to come together as a, you know, as a group and say, you know what, we are not contesting for president. We're not doing anything, but as concerned youths whose lives are at stake, we would hold these things down for the next three years. And at the end of the day, we would shortlist five top Nigerians and do like an informal referendum, get the people to say, you know, just ask, throw an open question. Okay, of these five candidates, who do you think? It could be by text, it could be by anything. Do a massive campaign and then choose based on the informal referendum, based on the result of the informal referendum and approach those people and say, well, this is what we have done. We have considered you. Nigerians are ready to vote for you. Can you please come and run? Because it seems to me that all these guys who are coming out, they are just like Shagun rightly pointed out. It's just a case of, you know, okay, let me let me just say this. Right while the votes were being collated, while the results were being announced, one man stood up and said as a former presidential candidate, even while the results have not been announced, the INEC chairman had to caution him that while these results are still being counted and collated, you still remain a presidential candidate. Yeah, you know, if, is it, the moment you declare to run as a presidential candidate of a party, I think the DSS is supposed to give you some SSS guides. There's a particular presidential candidate that, by the time they gave him his, I think they give them two or three. I'm not sure. He did not even have a car to put them. No driver because they're not going to drive you. The DSS people are not expected to drive you. Mm -hmm. He was driving them, and the man was looking like a, an Uber driver carrying the SSS people, people that were appointed to guard him. You know, so these guys are not ready. And I, I'm talking, uh, it's so unfortunate because this could have been the best time yeah. for us as a to make a lasting, you know, an impact in terms of we want these guys to know that we're tired. But they just bung with that opportunity. And it's quite unfortunate. And it's painful. It is painful. It is painful. And less of things change uh, between now. We've got four years to see <laughs> things turn around. Because that you're in Biribayism. We don't want people like that coming near power again. But, but that is his calculation. Well, because... 
There's this I'm talk, just telling you. There's this talk about the presidency moving to the south. I'm just telling you. There's nothing like a Beribeism. And he's trying to position future. himself. He can position himself in the goalpost or <laughs> in the toilets. I don't care. But Beribeism, oh Well, I, I should say, that is just my opinion. I'm not voicing uh, any po- uh, political opinion of any group or whatever. It's just my own opinion. Um... So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take a break here at this point, and we'll resume when we get back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 